Should Auburn fans be concerned about what could happen Saturday inside Jordan-Hare Stadium? Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Ferg Friday to all who celebrate as we celebrate today with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Zepp Jasper joins us later in the show. Ferg, I'm looking at this matchup Saturday with Western Kentucky, and I don't feel too great about it from an Auburn point of view. I, I think... There's a few aspects we can look at here. I think, one, Western Kentucky's a decent football team. Auburn's an okay football team, depending on who you ask. That may, that that adjective may change to, to something not as good. And I'm a little worried about the emotional high from this past Saturday and, and some potential drop-off. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, this is a Western Kentucky team that's pretty good. They're going yeah. you know, to make a bowl game this year. They throw the heck out of the ball. Um, they are number four in the country and plays run this season, and they're number four in the country and pass attempts per game. Uh, so you know what you're getting. Uh, I think it's uh, kind of an, uh, an up, a more up-tempo version of what Mississippi State did to you a couple uh, weeks ago. Um, so having that familiarity is good. I think the fact that Auburn's pass defense has stepped it up over the last few weeks is good. The pass rush stepping up has been good. However, this is the kind of team – I mean, you, you – you have these kind of teams that throw it all over the yard for games like this to go into places like uh, Jordan-Hare Stadium and pick off a team because it is a great underdog tactic because, you know, it's not something that you're used to. Now, teams that have gotten the best of Western Kentucky this year have been able to limit them, like, you know, you know keep them from taking the top off the defense. Yeah. Um, so tackling it space in space, which has been really good for Auburn these last couple weeks, has got to be key. Um, so, I mean, like, it's not a terrible matchup for Auburn because of the way they've played the last couple of weeks, but it is one of those teams though that I don't think you're ever going to be able to fully put away unless something crazy happens. You go back. I mean, they got blown out uh, a few weeks ago to North Texas. And since then they have just been, I mean, the last two games, they've just been on fire on offense. So it's going to be a team that's going to be coming in with a lot of confidence and they're going to come in here thinking that they can beat a, an Auburn team that, you know, has a losing record right now. And, you know, there's no reason for them not to think that. Yeah, and you know it's going to be big for Western Kentucky, right? The, the fact that you know it's a it's a it's a money game, right? They're mm-hmm. getting paid to, a lot to come here, and you get the opportunity because this is an opportunity, a realistic opportunity for uh, for a, a group of five school to knock off an SEC team at home. Like that's that's a big deal, and so they've had this circled probably since it was scheduled, Ferg. So oh, yeah. uh, I think there's a lot of factors in this that could be concerning from a game plan standpoint. I'm expecting a similar approach to what we saw against. Mississippi State, do you think that's a reasonable assumption? Absolutely. And I think on offense, you're going to see Auburn run the ball a lot. Uh, this Western Kentucky team, I mean, it kind of, I kind of feel like I say this every week, but like teams that have committed to running the ball against these defenses have had success yeah. running the ball. UAB had no semblance of a, of a passing game against them a few weeks ago and it was able to make it a, a really tough game because of the way they ran it. UTSA ran it pretty well. Some other teams they played this season have been able to run it fairly effectively on Western Kentucky. They've got one huge nose tackle uh, there who would be, you know, big enough to play on anybody's team. Sure. Uh, but a little bit lighter, uh, you know, in that 3-3-5 defense that they run. 
you know, you're you've been able to run the ball effectively these last few weeks against again teams I think in Ole Miss and Arkansas and Mississippi State and Texas A&M. Those are teams that are probably bottom half SEC teams in run defense, but you still took advantage of. Them. I mean, this is you weren't running this well at the beginning of the year against teams like San Jose State. So Auburn's running game is in a pretty good spot right now. They're you know firing on all cylinders. It's still a little boomer bust, you know. They still kind of yeah. get, get get up space, but man, when they're able to break tackles and get in space, they're really dangerous, and that's going to work the clock. I mean, they dominated time of possession against against Texas A and M. They're going to have to do that because what Western Kentucky is going to want to do is get as many possessions as possible and go as fast as possible. Um, and you know, for Auburn, it's just can you play complementary football, ball control, good defense. Um, kind of play, kind of play a similar game that you played to you know Mississippi State and, and definitely the Texas A and M game. That's your best bet of uh, of coming out here with a win and just seeing, hey, you got more athletes, you got more talent, especially in the trenches. See if that wins out. But Western Kentucky is going to be very well drilled in what they want to do. I think Auburn's starting to get well drilled in what they want to do under Cadillac Williams. Yeah. So Auburn entered the Texas A and M game ranked 49th in ESPN's FBI. They win, but they drop two spots at 51. The new team at 49, Western Kentucky, which is which is a little <laughs> funny here. ESPN FBI still predicts Auburn to win. I assume it's because it's at Jordan Hare Stadium, and that gives them a few points. You probably know a lot more about that than I do, Ferg. But yeah, the the line in Vegas at four and a half. Our friends at Bet Online have it at four and a half right now, and and I think that's I think it's fair. I think there. Yeah. I I originally thought because it opened it like a touchdown. And it's mm-hmm. slowly gotten smaller and smaller, which tells you that, that, that a lot of the money's coming in on Western Kentucky. But it's just, this has a weird feeling all yeah. about it, right? Because I, I think there's this, I've got to be really careful to say this, because whenever you do this, it, it's like you're dissing certain figures, and I don't want to do that. But I do think there is some false confidence in how good this team is because of how special this past Saturday night was. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you go back to that game against Texas A&M. They couldn't finish drives. Like, yeah, the thing about Auburn that I, I think their defense has played pretty well in the second half of the season uh, outside mm-hmm. of that Arkansas game. Um, you know, that, that Arkansas game was just bad all the way around. But, um, you know, the last two weeks, if you look at the last two weeks, I think Auburn has played a lot simpler on the defensive side. They've rotated more. The pass rush has gotten home. They've tackled a lot better. The coverage has been strong. I mean, like, that's – that's good, but we've seen flashes of that this season. The thing that I, I, I want to point out to people is like, yes, be excited, be happy that Cadillac Williams has brought uh, energy and life to this team and they keep right. fighting and they have a chance. Be happy about that. But the energy and the life and the confidence that you get, like that doesn't fix Auburn's problems. Auburn cannot throw the ball consistently. Auburn cannot finish drives consistently. That has been a since game one issue for Auburn, right? So I think on the offensive side, They've been able to work some stuff in with their running game, but you know, it's a, all that confidence doesn't solve all your problems. All that, all that energy you get from Cali, it's great. It's it's the only reason make it's the only way of making this team interesting in the in the stre- in the, the, the right. down stretch of the year, which is great for everybody involved. However, it doesn't fix your problems. This is still not a very good football team, but but it's a not, but it's a not very good football team that's still fighting, and they're playing a team that does not have as much talent as them. And you see if you can, you know, limit mistakes. There's still a lot of turnovers, still a lot of uh, problems finishing drives, right. still a lot of, lot of, lot of problems through the air. You know, a, a team like that is gonna have hard, a hard time putting anybody away. And so that's what's gonna make this game really interesting on Saturday. 
There's no question about it. All right, a lot of head coach rumblings and rumors around the Plains. I want to get Justin's thoughts on that. And man, what would uh, what would Lane Kiffin do to this program, among some other names? In just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Underdog Fantasy. And it is my favorite way now to play daily fantasy sports. I'm not just saying that because they're a partner. I did try them for the first time because they're a partner of the show. But holy cow, Ferks talked about it before. He, he he loves playing on underdog fantasy. It's good for season-long best ball stuff. And they usually like every few weeks you get a you get the chance to dive into it again, which is a ton of fun for season-long things. But the daily aspect is such a blast. You can do daily drafts with you know, thousands of people or just two or three people if you want to do more head-to-head and have a little bit more of a stacked team. It's a ton of fun. And also when it comes to college sports, they've got all kinds of pick-ems. They list a stat and you say, hey, it's either higher or it's lower. It's a ton of fun and you can make a lot of money. It's really, really worth it. So, and and some folks have reached out, man, I wish, uh, I wish it was okay to do this and legal to do this in Alabama. It is. It's not sports betting. It's not seen as sports betting, and so you can do this within the state of Alabama and the state of Georgia, so be sure to check that out. Sign up today with promo code LOCKEDON, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Justin Ferguson, our guest, as he is every Friday where our schedules can mesh together. Ferg, the the Link Kiffin steam, it's, it's not going away. No. And it's not going to until, you know, there's some sort of announcement one way or another, whether yeah. it's Lane Kiffin's going to be Auburn's next head coach or Lane Kiffin's getting a whole lot of money from Ole Miss to stay at home. Um, yeah, from the very beginning, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin was Auburn's number one target, and that's what it seemed like. Now, I do, I will say this. With John Cohen in charge of this search and just the new power structure at Auburn, a lot less information's getting out. A lot. I mean, I'm not a guy who ha- has a lot of scoops and a lot of inside sources. That's never been my game. But You're I think a guy. lot of, yeah, I, I think a lot of folks who are those kind of people are still having a hard time. And I, that's nothing against them. I think it, I think that's more of just what Auburn has done with this search process um, and try to really keeping it keeping it in house and keeping it tight. Um, that's that's something that Auburn needed to do. Honestly, I think mm-hmm. if you think about the heist. That um, you know USC and, and LSU pulled off in the last coaching cycle, like you know, those kind of came out of nowhere. And I think if Auburn ends up hiring Lane Kiffin, it's not going to be a surprise to anyone because that's just been the name that's been linked to Auburn for weeks and weeks now. Um, but I mean, like I, I I think there's so much that like you know Auburn could be swinging for the fences. That's the one thing I feel confident about in this whole in this whole thing is that with John Cohen as the hire, with all the talk about Lane Kiffin. You know, I think the thing is, is that Auburn is the money that's been talked about being thrown around here. You gotta keep in mind, this is Auburn's first hire that they're making in the era of SEC, ESPN contract. Everybody's contract's exploding here soon. Right. And, and uh, I'll also say this. Some Auburn fans may sit up and scoff at some of the numbers being thrown out here. Number one, it ain't your money. Number two, it ain't real money. And number three, everybody's got it at this point. So, yeah, I, it blows business. me away. Like, oh, he's not worth $10 million. It's like, why do you care? Like, Also, the market's <laughs> changed so much that I don't know what who, who is worth at this point, right? Well, it's, especially, just, it's just only going up. With the new TV deal, you look at what the Big Ten got, you got to think the SEC's is going to be bigger. 
Yeah, and the so, SEC is going to be huge. Yeah, yeah it, it's going to be historic, right? I mean, the, in the Big Tens was as well, and it's just SEC is going to be so much bigger. So, I I just think with that, and then the money also with Oklahoma and Texas coming in, like there's yeah, all of these things are going to be bigger. I, I think in five to six years, I think most of the co- head coaches in the SEC are going to be making ten million a year. I, I just yeah. think that's where it's headed. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely where it's headed. Um, but I, I do think I do think Auburn is is going going big game hunting here. And obviously Lane Kiffin is one of those guys because that would be poaching a sitting head coach from the SEC West that has been very successful at his current location, right? But, you know, I wouldn't rule if somebody else comes out and and like other names uh, leak out or, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, wow, Auburn hired that guy. I'm not going to be surprised by it because I think that's just kind of be the tone. Sorry, they're going they're going big game hunting. And I made the example during the game last week um, when LSU clinched the SEC West with yeah. that lo- with Ole Miss's lost Alabama. LSU won a national title and gave a lot of money to Ed Orgeron. And then when it was very apparent that things were going very poorly under Ed Orgeron, they made the costly decision to get rid of him. And when they and when their job opened up again, it wasn't oh do they go get this like nothing against I mean Florida ended up uh, you know Florida ended up getting Billy Napier but it's like it wasn't just oh let's go get somebody uh, from in state who's at a smaller program you know let's go get somebody from the group of five they went out and got Notre Dame's head coach yeah right so and, and what did they do year one transfer portal goes goes won nuts. the best division in college football and people thought after week one that they were terrible right so it's like right. There's swing for the fences, Auburn. Swing for the fences. Anybody who has the, has these job openings right now, because like you've got the money, and I think LSU is a great example of a team like Auburn, kind of historically around the the ballpark. LSU's got a like a bit of an edge, a little bit more national championships recently. They're they're recruiting territories, uh, you know, more rich than what Auburn's is. But even still, I mean, this is a program that you can find yourself as an equal to, um, yeah. you know, but more often than not so. Why not follow their lead? And whether that's Lane Kiffin or that is somebody else that we're not talking about right now, like I, that just seems to be the tone when you go out and get John Cohen, a guy who has done this job in this division at this level, uh, to to be your AD, and you're you're racking all this money up. It just seems to me that you're going to try to do the same thing with your head coach, and you should. It's it's kind of like what they did with Bruce Pearl. Different situation, but it's kind of like what they did with Bruce mm-hmm. Pearl a few years ago. And Auburn football needs their Bruce Pearl. Could that be Lane? Could that be somebody else? They got to get it, though. And yeah. I think this is the opportunity to do it. Right. Yeah. And, and I think whether it's Lane Kiffin, I personally still think Dan Landing may be the best fit as far as what you're looking for. I don't know how likely that is at this point, but we'll see. Dabo Sweeney's name is being thrown around, which is wild to me. But you so about, wild. But you talk about swinging for the fences. like, And, and, I'll, and I'll say this. Oklahoma really like kicked the tires on Dabo uh, during their last start. So it's, it's worth a shot, man. Like It, it, it costs you nothing to ask. He right? can't be happy in the ACC, right? But also, like everybody has different motivations, right? I mean, he, he may be yep. cool going 10-2, and 11-1 in a terrible conference. Like He, he may love that. I, I don't know, but... And also, it's like he's such an Alabama guy through and through. One hundred percent. Could he be the Could he be the Saban replacement? You know, whenever whenever he's done, like I know that yeah. would be a dream job for him. I think he's just sending the message both to Clemson and out there, like that he'd leave. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if he's actually serious about the Auburn job. I think he just wants people to know that he's not married to Clemson long term. 
That, and people, that's what and, I think is happening. And I, and I, look, like I said, I don't have any inside sources or anything like that, but I'm just throwing names out there. But this is where you get names like Dave Aranda getting thrown in. That's where you get names yeah. like James Franklin getting thrown in. Like, just because it's like, you swing for the look what, what again, look at what LSU just did. Nobody mm-hmm. thought in their right mind that they would hire Brian Kelly, but Brian Kelly saw an opportunity to go to the SEC and do something and like take that step. And he did it. USC went and got Lincoln Riley. Everybody in the world thought Lincoln Riley was set for life at, yeah. at, at Oklahoma. So, like, there yeah. has to be some, some concern for if you're not in a school that's currently in the Big Ten or the SEC or a team yeah. that's slated to go to the Big Ten or the SEC, which is a little different than Oklahoma, I guess. But it's just why, why would you risk it? Because like you just don't know what that's going to look like in five seasons. It's where Lanning makes sense. That's where Sweeney makes sense. And I and I'm of the one. I'm the one who thinks there could be value here if the playoff expands here soon. In being the team in the Pac-12 and being the team in the ACC, so Clemson and Oregon could be set. Like they could just walk into the into playoff every year. However, you know. Will Pete? Will you get, still get the same kind of players? Will you still get the same level of NIL? Will you get the same level of money at your disposal, resources, all that? Like that's a real question to, to be added. I just think everything's lining up really well here for Auburn to make it's all a about splash. The TV deals. It's all about. Yeah. The, I mean, you're just not going to get that money from TV deals in the ACC and the Pac-12. And Auburn's lining up a war chest for NIL right now, oh uh, and they've gosh. done a really good job doing that. And they're just uh, they just opened a brand new football facility, or they're going to like that. The that head coach is going to walk into a facility that is going to be on par with anybody's you can find in college football. Auburn again with with the fact that Alabama and Georgia are Alabama and Georgia. If you're yeah. Auburn football, you have to go above and beyond in NIL because that's what's going to that's what's going to keep you in the game. That's what's going to keep you in the fight. So uh, they're um, they're 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 committed. Auburn is committed to NIL and, and they've done and they've done such a good job because it was such a slow start and it was such a just eh. and now it's like this has got to be the thing that flips over I mean when you have Bruce Pearl saying hey we need to put this this basketball facility that we really need on hold because we need to get this NIL thing going yep. and that shows you the value of it and I think that also shows you how much Bruce Pearl is a team player in all of this yeah, no, and Butch Thompson's doing it too, and I'm sure Absolutely. whoever Auburn hires will will be a part of that messaging as well to be you know the next football coach. So, For sure. Uh, Zeb Jasper coming up in just a second. Ferg, you were at the unveiling right last week for mm-hmm. the new football facility. Give us a quick thirty yeah. second summary of how incredible it was. It's all it's all the bells and whistles you need. Um, I think the next facility it's like it's always this. The next facility in college football is probably going to try to one up it, but yeah. for now it is it is phenomenal. It, the upgrades they have made the tangible upgrades they've made in a lot of areas where Auburn and where it comes to the weight room, hydrotherapy training, like there's, it's just, it's just such a big step up from what Auburn was in um, the practice facilities, the fields are, I mean, it's just a lot of things that they needed. It's going to help Auburn go to the next level. It may not always be the best facility in college football. Like I said, it might, that's going to probably fall apart here in a few months, whenever the next one gets built. Yeah. But I mean, the it's night and day difference from what it was at, at, at the at the current complex, and it's just and it's real stuff. You can talk about all the bells and whistles for the recruits and the and the students, you know, and the players yeah. to kind of hang out and stuff like that. There's some on field, real football stuff that's gonna that's gonna take Auburn to the next level. I love that, Ferg. Before we jump into our conversation with Zepp Jasper, Auburn guard, how can people check out everything going on at the Auburn Observer? AuburnObserver.com. Sign up. This is a really busy time of the year. It's the best time to sign up. Um, $6 a month or $60 a year uh, gets you a subscription. It's all of our podcasts, all of our newsletters get sent straight to your email inbox. 
whole lot of football, a whole lot of basketball. Uh, and uh, it'll be a very busy weekend and a very busy next week as well. Yeah, be sure to check it out, auburnobserver.com. What allowed Zepp Jasper and the rest of the Auburn guards to shoot better from deep earlier this week? And also, what does the team think about Chance Westry's debut uh, earlier this week as well? Zepp Jasper tells us next, right here on Locked On Auburn. Hey, it's not your fault. As men age, the body naturally loses free testosterone. It happens to every man, and it can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. When some have called the winner's hormone or the man's hormone, wouldn't it be nice to get that edge again and that old swagger back in your step? Well, our friends at Nugenics Total T, they are the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC, and they help re-energize your life and help you get back to that powerful, confident, good-looking warrior that you used to be. So you can get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text COLLEGE to 231231. Uh, just text COLLEGE to 231231. Joining us now, as he does every week throughout the Auburn basketball season, Auburn guard, Zepp Jasper. Zepp, congrats on the win, the dominating win against Winthrop earlier this week. Oh, yeah. It was, it was great to get out there, you know, and get a win, you know, being 3-0. and um, You know, it just felt good to, to see some shots go in for me and also to see the team making yeah. some one shots. You know, we've been struggling, you know, with our shooting these past three games, even though it's an early start on the season. Um, I know a lot of people look at us and say um, they're a team that can't shoot. But, you know, it's early in the season. The rim's still tight. You know, we got to loosen those rims up. You know, um, you know, like I say, myself, I came in last year, coming into this year with, as a 38 39% three-point shooter. Um, you know, coming to the season, you know, it's been a struggle for me, you know, making threes and just making a lot of shots, you know, that I usually make. Yeah, I think you were two of four from behind the arc against Winthrop, if, if I remember correctly, which I think most people would take, right? 50% on four shots, I think you take that. Oh, um, yeah. but, but but it wasn't just you, Zeb. I mean, it was all the guards, right? It was Wendell. It was KD as well. That's got to be a relief because, like you said, that's kind of been the biggest thing of like, all right, can, can Auburn get it going from deep? And you guys found a way to do that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's been a relief. Um, I talked to Wendell on, Wendell on the bench, and um, he had told me, Man, I haven't made a lot of threes, you know. Um, and I looked at him, you know, and told him, I ain't made no threes, you know. That's my strength, and yeah. I have, and I haven't made any. And I, and I, and we, and I told him that, you know, it's gonna come. This is gonna be the game and come, and it's gonna give us a confidence boost to, to make our threes, to get us going, you know. So next game, I feel like, you know, uh, we'll shoot the ball better, you know. Like as I say, teams gonna look at us and say Auburn can't shoot. That's their weakness. Yeah. You know, in their team. So um, I think it just gave us a confidence booster. You know, just, just keep it going and keep fighting and keep climbing. Bruce Pearl talks about this a ton. I mean, he probably talks about it at some point every year since he's been here about giving his guards the green light to, to shoot as they feel, you know, if they feel like it's the shot that they need to take. How freeing is that as a guard to, to just know that BP is going to trust you guys to make the right play no matter what? Um, to have a coach that believe in you, it's 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 like a yeah, a, a full, it's full of joy. Um, a lot of college coaches don't don't give their guards the green light, don't give their big guys the green light. You don't see a lot of big guys who are five man to to let their their big man shoot threes. Um, he let us he let us play, he let us rock out, as young people say, and um, 
you know, I just enjoy playing for, you know, BP and, and his coaching style and, you know, just giving us that green light to, to let it go, let it fly, let it rip. We don't work hard for nothing. We shoot threes in practice. We work hard on threes, you know, working out, you know, with our, with our coaches. And, you know, he's just one of those type of guys. You work on it, you know, do it in the game. Don't do something you're not going to do in practice in the game. Chance Westry made his Auburn debut, uh, the, the highly touted freshman. What has stood out to you most about uh, Chance so far in his young Auburn career? Um, what stands out to me with Chance is he's a willing passer. Um, he can see the floor. He, he's, he's big. He's tall, linky, long. Huge. Yeah. Um, so he always can see over those little guards. You know, Auburn, we always been a team that's been known for small guards. They play two, three guards on the court together sometimes. And Chance, he, he's one of those guys. He can he can shoot it. He can drive it, dish it. And he just can make the team look a lot better. Where do you think we're going to see the most of him? At the one, the two, or the three? We've heard that he can do all of that. Well, I, I look at it as, uh, you know, it just depends on who's in the game, what playing style we need. But I think he's more of a, one three type guy okay um but you know he can play he can play one through three positions but that's a great question because you know he's just getting back he's trying to get his legs under him um you know it's kind of scary when you're coming back from an injury like a knee yeah. injury so you know i think he got his confidence is still there but when he get his confidence fully back i think he'd be ready to rock out ready to go and he's gonna be a big aspect to our team this year on Friday, you guys host Texas Southern in Neville Arena. Seven o'clock action on a Friday night doesn't get much better than that. Zep, what do um what do we know about this Texas Southern team? With Texas Southern, the team, you know, they're playing Houston tonight, and um they're just coming off a win against a former teammate, Devin Cambridge from Arizona State. Oh yeah. Um, you know, their team that's in the SWAC conference, guys that you know that that really came from nothing that can play. But also, they know that they got a chip on their shoulders, but wish they was in the SEC, wish they was in this conference. It's a lot of guys that, you know, this is their game of their life, playing mm -hmm. against the Auburn, number 13 team ranked in the nation. You know, if I was on a, on a, on a team like that, I would come in playing super hard till I, till I pass out because it's just a lifetime experience coming in Neville Arena, playing, trying to beat the team you want to beat in a lifetime. So I think this team gonna come in hungry trying to beat us, but we gotta we we gotta keep our mindset as as we're Auburn. We gotta play hard. We gotta come out with full intensity, and you know no one is gonna give us nothing. You know a, a lot of teams come out they get upset because they think teams are gonna bow down to them. But sure. I believe this team is not gonna bow down to us. We got to come out with authority, enthusiasm, and we got to come out and play super hard. So it's interesting that you, you you take that point of view because, I mean, you didn't start your college career in the SEC. Wendell didn't. Janai didn't. I mean, a, a lot of this roster didn't just start in the SEC. Is that something you guys talk about uh, at all in the locker room when you talk about, you know, don't take these teams for granted. These kids are hungry. Um, You know, I was I was a mid, we was mid-major players. Um, yeah. You know, we was players that, you know, that thought we should have been in the SEC. We proved to people that we could play in the SEC. Mm -hmm. But from time to time, we talk about it that, 
You know, we still are mid-major guys. Like, we, we represent our schools that we came from because of our school respected us that we, we made the decision yeah. that would help us out later on in life. And um, we always talk about these teams are not going to take nothing for granted. These are their primetime games, you know, for their lifetime. These games maybe can help them get in the NCAA tournament if they lose and they yeah. come. So, you know, being a mid-major guy, I never take these teams for granted. We never take them for granted because it's a day that I couldn't have been at Auburn. Yeah. Auburn, Auburn embraced me. Auburn and Auburn gave me a chance. So I look at it as, as it like, you know, they're a great team and I'm going to play hard. No matter what team, what's the name of their jersey, who they got on their team, I'm going to play the way I play. Right. So uh, as the non-conference schedule – it gets going, Zeph, before SEC play starts. What are some things that you want to continue to work on for yourself as an individual player? Well, um, some things I want to work on on myself, um, you know, basically just getting my percentages back up. You know, I started the season off shooting, you know, not a good percentage. Sure. Um, you know, being able to make, you know, contested shots, being able to do a lot of on-the-dribble type of shots, you know, basically just – getting back to, to, to the honey badger, the, the pest in defense. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard because nobody won three games, but I feel like I want to start those best guys, the, the guys that score the most points or the guys that's the head of the snake on their team. And, you know, I just want to, you know, leave out with, with a statement. You know, this year is a statement year for Auburn. And like I always talk about, we don't have Jabari Walker no more. So a lot of teams – don't look as Auburn as, as as the way they look at us last year. Yeah. Do you do you think as far as you wanting to defend the best player on the opposing team, will you still have the ability to do that, playing more of the two this year opposed to the one last year? Well, it was different last year because, you know, we had we had five guys on the court that just monsters on the on, on the defensive end. Yeah. Monsters. When you switch off, you 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 set a screen, you're going against Jabari. You said it's green, you're going against Walker Kessler. So it's like, mm-hmm. I can't win. I can't win. They don't, they don't got Walker Kessler in the paint no more. That dude was a, a, a monster, a tower down there, blocking shots left and right-handed. Jabari going all the way to the three-point line, guarding you like he a guard. So right. I just think uh, being at the two, you know, sometimes it could be, you know, a little, a little different from last year because, you know, I was bringing the ball up the court, then guarding. Now it's different abilities on how I got to guard people because Mm -hmm. I also got to look at the scoring part, you know, being able to make my shots. You know, it's a little different because our system is different from at the point guard and the shooting guard. So it's a little different, but it ain't nothing that I can't handle. I think um, I live up to my nickname, the Honey Badger, and I'm going to always live up to it. And, you know, I just want to show people that I'm one of the best guards, defensive guards in the country. And, that's that's what I want. I hold my head on, and I want respect for that. Zepp Jasper, Auburn guard, joining us. Thank you so much for your time, as always, and best of luck this Friday, bud. Thank you. Thank you so much to Zepp Jasper and Justin Ferguson for joining us on this Friday edition of the show. We'll be back Sunday morning to recap Auburn and Western Kentucky. Until then, you can read all my written work at auburndaily.com, and we'll see you then. This has been Locked on Auburn.